and welcome back to another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me tonight is Tori from the Unuseful Idiots Podcast. How's it going, man? Good, good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, uh, I kind of put some feelers out there because I wanted to get some more guests on the show, and you were one of the first respondents, so thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Always trying to grow my audience, so. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I saw recently you had the uh, the great Monica Perez on, and I was like a little bit jealous on that one because I I think I've sent like a whole bunch of DMs that didn't get answered, so I'll have to congratulate you and pat you on the back one on for that one. That would be a big get for me. Yeah, uh, well, that happened basically just because Jason Reifer, JJ Bobby put out a message on in one of the groups saying that she would be a good guest and I responded and he, you know, put me in touch with her. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, I think I follow her on Twitter and I, I, I sent a DM and maybe I came off like a little bit too eager. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if she tweets that much. I don't see a lot of her tweets, so maybe, but then again, you know, Twitter is a mess with all that. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a hot gum, uh, dumpster fire for sure. <laughs> There's no denying that. Yeah. All right, so uh, for those that don't know, uh, tell us about your podcast, uh, The Unuseful Idiots. So, it's basically a current events podcast. I discuss and, uh, you know, I, I just discuss whatever's going on and really, I mean, a lot of it's political just because everything has been made political. So I feel like every news story out there is tied into politics some way just right. because that's how everyone treats everything now. And it's basically, you know, I, I started it with the thought that I started it with a co-host and the co-host is still part of the show he's just not able to do it all the time oh okay right and I felt that you know I'm a brain tumor survivor and my co-host is a recovering addict so I felt that coming you know speaking about current events coming from our point of view would be something that people don't hear every day. Yeah, uh, that's definitely true. Yeah, especially uh, from the point of view of, you know, someone who's surviving a brain tumor and uh, somebody else who's coming at it from a, a, a former addict's perspective. You know, that's a, a definitely a, a niche that needs to be filled because, you know, these are the voices that we don't really hear from too much in, in our society. You know, it's uh, we kind of shuffle those folks to the side and we don't really give them, you know, at least a microphone and, uh, you know, the wonders of 
<clears throat> our modern internet, you know, we can buy all of this stuff and start podcasting on the cheap. I mean, it doesn't really take much to do it. I mean, if you have a phone and the microphone's good on it, you know, when I started my podcast, I was literally recording it in my car. You know, it, you talk about almost no barrier to entry on it. Yeah, I think our first podcast we did on the phone. <laughs> and then we decided to just, because we recorded, we used Anchor. Yeah. And we recorded directly on the Anchor app. Oh, the okay. first the first couple of episodes, because we did two episodes in the same day. And then uh, I was like, wait, maybe we want to record this separately and then upload it to Anchor? Just yeah. so we have, like, I don't know how all that stuff works. If, like, you record on their app, if they, like, hold rights to it or something. Hmm. I just interesting question. I don't, I don't think I've really thought about that. I, uh, yeah, I record so, on Audacity and then upload it later. So I, I guess at some point they do have some kind of rights to it, but I'd, I'd have to look at the, the fine print on that one. <laughs> yeah, I either, if I'm doing a solo episode or an episode where my co-host is in the same room as me. I use GarageBand. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and then when I'm doing like an interview or if my co-host and I aren't able to be in the same room, I just record on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom, Zoom's a great uh, program. It's uh, really stable. I like it. Um, I've had issues with Skype before where I just dump all the audio and I couldn't get it. I had a, um, there's a lost episode out there with me and Bill Ottman, the uh, creator of minds.com. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we had about a half hour, uh, recording that was blank. It, it the, the timestamp on it said like 30 minutes and 15 seconds or something like that, but it was just no audio. I, I heard the little Skype, uh, chime at the beginning, but then after that, nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I find Skype is just not very, you know, it freezes. Yeah, especially if I've you got video like, going. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I've done job interviews on Skype and stuff, you know, like initial. And I always have trouble with it, like glitching and freezing and. Right. You know, just it's. I just find Zoom to be a lot more stable. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it's a great I platform. Just, uh, yeah. I, I use it almost exclusively now, so it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, so the name, the Unuseful Idiots, I think we all kind of get the uh, the useful idiot thing that uh, Lenin uh, talked about uh, during the Bolshevik Revolution. So is that uh, just kind of a play on those words right there? Yeah. Um you know, it basically just popped into my head. I, you know, I've been hearing about everyone, specifically in libertarian circles, talking about useful idiots. And right. I was like, well, what's the opposite of useful idiots? <laughs> and uh, I was going to go with useless idiots, but that didn't really... Uh, play on that as well 
Yeah. I guess, and it, we early on we uh, were told by some people that maybe we wanted to change our name because maybe not everyone would get it, but you know, like yeah. I don't know. I feel like if people don't get it, they'll ask. You know, I don't know, and. I don't know. I feel like it's a great, like, when people hear about it, they say, oh, I love it. Like, you know, I think I saw uh, Nick Picone at Porkfest, and he was like, oh, I love your pot. I love the name. And I actually recorded an episode with him and Jay and you know once I was on they were like oh it's a great name so I feel like everyone in our circles knows what it means right right away but not everyone outside knows what it means yeah but like you said if they're a little bit clueless about it they can always ask and uh you know just the just the whole story behind that uh, is pretty great because it at least get somebody thinking. It was like, oh, wait, <laughs> you mean I don't want to be a useful idiot for the power elite? Uh, okay, I, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've been called on Twitter a couple of times. People have unironically called me an unuseful idiot. <laughs> so, and I've been like, thank you. Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's the title of the show. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I mean, that's what my name is on Twitter. My handle's the title of the show, so yeah, that's where they get it from. They're like, you live up to your name, <laughs> but they're they're like supposed they're coming at it in the literal sense, I guess. Yeah, I guess they uh, they focus on the on the word idiot, and then they don't really do any thinking after that. <laughs> well, they, I I just think they don't know what useful idiot is. Yeah, that could be true. That could be true. Uh, not a lot of people know that that the source of that quote, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should put the uh, the Lenin quote up on your uh, on your Twitter page. Like under the description, and then just basically yeah, say, "Yeah, I, I'm trying to be the opposite of this." <laughs> yeah, well, Twitter even has like um, for their in their description, they have a limit as to how much you can say. Oh yeah, yeah. It's basically, a limit like a tweet, <laughs> so uh, you can't even put that much there. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't even remember what I put on mine. It's been quite a long time since I did. I think I probably mentioned like I'm the host of this podcast, and that's probably about it. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, strange happenings in the news. Uh, let's get into it here. Do a little bit of live right. show prep. Um, I saw this one earlier, and it kind of blew my mind because I almost want to say that this is fake. Uh, but this is from the uh, the Sun UK. 
And it shows these uh, Mexican cartel uh, female assassins, like, taking, like, bikini shots with their uh, assault rifles and uh, rocket launchers. <laughs> and so it, it, it's the female Rambo? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But they're supposed to be, like, assassins for the drug cartels in Mexico. And so they, they're, like, talking to this one, and she was, you know, talking about, uh, you know, taking pictures with decapitated corpses and everything. I'm, like, going... No, this this story just can't be real. And they're like in like tight yoga pants where they are 15s and everything. It's so weird. It's, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, people down there, I think, the cartels run everything. So, you know, it's not like up here when you're like a drug dealer and you know, if you post on social media, you're going to get arrested. And, you know, the police are going to, the SWAT team's going to come barging in. Yeah. No one's going to do that in Mexico because everyone's bought off. Yeah, pretty much. So they probably, yeah. yeah, they probably just do that stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny because, I mean, it, you take away like the fact that they're holding, you know, weapons and, you know, posing with a, with a dead body and everything. It, these almost look like an Instagram, <laughs> uh, kind of like butt shots and everything. It's, it's just, it's, it is strange to say the least. And I was just well, scrolling they're... through and they got one that's posing with a tiger. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was that picture floating around of that girl in Walmart carrying around in AK. <laughs> Okay. Strapped on her back. <laughs> you know, it was after one of these shootings, so I don't know if, you know, I don't know when the photo was taken. The photo may have been like a statement. Right. Like, yeah. So I don't know. But who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I see things like this and I just got to think, well, I mean, how much are they sensationalizing this, you know, playing it a little bit more than what it is? Uh, or is this like actually legit? And, you know, this is just the way that they uh, promote themselves, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it was just definitely one of the strangest ones I've ever come across. Yeah, definitely. I mean, coming at it from like an outsider's perspective, you're like, what? <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to make of this <laughs> yeah uh, I'll, I'll link that one down in the show notes folks uh, I, you're going to read that story and you are definitely going to be scratching your head because it's it's, uh, it's a strange one it's, uh, I, I, it's almost as bad as the um, that guy that was uh, raising money for uh, the Democrats out in uh, West Hollywood but he was uh, dosing people and killing them uh Trying to think what that guy's name was. I think his last name was Buck. Yeah, Edward Buck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard about that guy. Yeah, apparently that was like his fetish was to dose people with methamphetamines and then kill him later. And he's like a big Democrat donor. <laughs> you know, the... I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. That just. That's just another example of why politics is ridiculous and 
we'd all be better off without it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it was especially with news headlines like that. You you gotta wonder at what point did we diverge from the main timeline and now we're in like the dark timeline. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> this stuff yeah. is so ridiculous. Like if I, I well, wrote a story about this, nobody nobody would believe it. You know, it'd be like, oh, that fiction is just terrible. You, know, you can't believe anything in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder how long was this country actually, you know, what it was founded to be. Right. You know, I mean, when it was founded, we had the tenant, the Bill of Rights, and that was it. Yep. And then, you know, how long did it take for the government to start infringing a little bit? Oh, it was almost like from day one. Even George Washington was like trying to do a whiskey tax. But uh, the distillery that he was running, you know, was going to be exempt from that tax and almost started a war over it, too. So, Oh, yeah, I heard that. (laughs) It was... I mean, but but that's the kind of stuff that goes on today. Also, is that like you see it with um, like I think what's going on right now with uh, Uber and stuff. Yeah, in California, Uber wants to be exempt from that. Yeah, like no, just get rid of the stupid law. You know, it's just a dumb thing to have in place. Like, let people be contractors. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I contract with Uber for the weekends. And, uh, when you know, here in Baton Rouge, uh, there for a long time, the, uh, the ride-sharing services weren't legal. But the cops weren't doing anything about it. And uh, the reason why they stated that they weren't going to enforce that particular law was that the rate of... Uh, Drunken driving went down once the ride shares got into place. So they, they just viewed it as it's less college kids that we've got to scrape up off the street, you know, early in the morning. So uh, that's exactly it. That's the whole point of Uber is that, or not the whole point, but one of the points is that, you know, it gives you easy access to a taxi. Right. And uh, wherever you are, there's going to be one. Even if you're in uh, a rural city, a rural town that doesn't have, or even if it has a taxi service, it has a taxi service that has two taxis. Right. Yeah, and then Baton Rouge is uh, kind of a good mix for that because, you know, we have the downtown Baton Rouge area where all the casinos are at. And then, you know, 10 minutes outside of town, you're starting to get pretty rural really, really quickly. So there's some nights where I can go out there and sometimes I'll go all the way out to Livingston, Louisiana to pick people up because they want to come into town too. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I appreciate those because that's going to be a long ride. But uh, yeah, that, you know, you couldn't get that before. You know, you had to call a, a yellow cab to come from Baton Rouge to go all the way out there. You were probably going to wait hours for it. Oh, what's that? It's a mid-roll read. You know, with Uber, it's just, you know, on the app, somebody can get out there with at least within 25, 30 minutes and then take you on your way. So, yeah, the right. taxi services, they, 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 they have no way of uh, 
competing with that at all, at least using the old way of doing things. So, yeah, I mean, now I don't know what's going to happen because I think they've passed something similar in New York City. So I just, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if they're going to just start charging like crazy amounts of money for to get an Uber and... Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, basically, what I see... Basically, you know, like the surge prices for Uber are going to be the norm now. Right. Pretty much because they'll have to cover everything like the, you know, the Uber drivers, uh, health insurance and and everything else because now they're a full time employee. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just crazy making. Yeah, it's just and like what is so like, what are they going to say about people who, like, students who work at the local supermarket to get a little extra cash? Right. Like, what's that about? You know, are you going to force supermarkets or whoever to pay for them to get health care? Yeah. They, when they already get healthcare probably through the school. Yeah. Because that's a lot of colleges have it already for the students. That's your tuition. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's not like New York city isn't, you know, brand spanking new to this. I mean, y'all had gypsy cabs for a long time up there too. And so if you're trying to cut down on a black market of gypsy cabs, this is a great way to get one started again. You know, because now it's going to be, you know, Joe Schmo coming in, taking cash rides everywhere. And, you know, that's not going to be safe because now you know that that guy's car has cash in it because he's a gypsy cab. You know, it's not going to be a good day anyway, any way you slice it. Or, or even how safe is it for the people taking the cabs? Yeah, you know, you true. know, driving those things. Yeah, when I, you know, usually when I'm uh, out Ubering, I'm doing college kids and, you know, I always make sure, you know, I turn on my overhead light so they can see me because the app has a picture. But, you know, if you're just going to some random stranger's car, <laughs> there's no way of verifying it is who, you, who who's coming to pick you up, you know. Right. And, you know, I, I don't know what they're, I mean, they're obviously... You know, it goes back to everything. They're trying to raise this yeah. the barrier of entry, yeah, lower the competition, and then that just creates, you know, that just at the end of the day, that just creates a monopoly, really, right. yeah, because you know, like like we see with the electric companies. You know, there's only one in every area. Yeah. So, you know, every everyone complaining about their electric bills being so high, well, you don't have a choice. Yeah. So. And then if you go out and get solar panels, 
you know, because we're all, you know, chastised all day long to go get solar panels. But once you put hook up a solar panel, they say, well, whatever extra energy that you have, you have to put it back in the grid. You know, <laughs> it's like you have no choice in the matter to, to disconnect from things. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, well, I think, you know, there are ways around that. Because you could get those, uh, the Tesla solar, the power walls. Right. Basically store the energy. So it allows you to take the excess energy and store it in the uh, power wall. Yeah. And it also, because look, a lot of places in this country don't have uh, enough solar power, uh, you know, enough sunlight or sunlight that's reliable. Yeah. In most of the country, it's cloudy all day. Right. I mean, so they basically allow you to buy energy at three o'clock in the morning when it's dirt cheap. Right. And no one's using it, and then you could store it in the power wall. Yeah. So, yeah. One of, one of the subjects that I touch on on my uh, podcast quite a quite a bit is uh, agorism, and that would definitely be part of it. You know, you're just trying to do something to get around whatever rules they have in place. So I, I can definitely get behind that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Tesla is one of the great companies that we have today because you know they're just coming up with these they're sort of like saying i don't care if there is a market for it right now but we're gonna make a market for it we're gonna tell everyone why they need it or we're gonna show everyone why they need it yeah because i always felt before Tesla. You know, we had the um, we some of the hybrid cars were like part electric, but the electric, you know, their mileage, their range would be like ten miles. Yeah. So, and I was always like, because I understood, you know, there was an article about a restaurant that had bought they were like looking to buy uh chargers for their parking spots and it was like forty thousand dollars each Ooh. at the time i don't know what it is now yeah and i think that was they were probably getting like the fast chargers because yeah the superchargers yeah you had a restaurant for like an hour yeah so, and you know and they were like well we can't do it there aren't enough electric cars on the road <laughs> for people to you know come to our restaurant just because we have uh, chargers. Yeah. 
and they they didn't get it. And I was like, you know, it's sort of like we're at a stalemate in the in the uh, market in the industry because. Mm-hmm. People aren't buying electric cars because there's nowhere to charge them. And then people are, companies and businesses aren't putting up charging stations because there aren't any electric cars. Yeah, there's a kind of a vicious cycle with that. Right. And then Tesla came along and said, screw it. We're going to build these amazing electric cars. And we're going to put up superchargers right. in every major city. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're sort of like the disruptors of all these industries. Yeah, and markets need disruptors. You know, yeah. they need them. It's like an infusion of fresh blood, you know. <laughs> you can't uh, try to stymie uh, creativity like that. Uh and one good thing, one good example of that is uh, GM. Uh, they came out with a, a different type of hybrid, where the vehicle is powered completely by its electric motor, but it had a gasoline motor to charge the batteries while it was running. So they got raked over the coals. It was like, well, you're, you're you still have a gas engine. It goes, yeah, but we solved the charging problem. You know, this thing's got a range of like 400, 500 miles. Whereas like a completely electric vehicles only got a range of 200, you know, this thing is charging the battery while it's rolling along and it gets like, you know, 80 to 90 uh, miles per gallon because it's just idling basically. And they had like all these different services where they were going to like retrofit trucks and have trucks do it and everything. It was, it was crazy. And then they got raked over the coals and then they had to stop doing it. So. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The whole thing, like, I mean, just let it, it's going to happen because I think Volvo has said by like 2021, half of their cars are going to be electric. Yeah. So, you know, it's cars, companies are going to put out more and more electric cars and I mean, I just don't understand why they aren't there already because Elon Musk has put everything out there on open source. Yeah, I mean, if you want to build and, one, you could do it. Right. So why hasn't why haven't more companies taken advantage of that? Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, I even saw the other day that uh, part of the new model lineup for Harley Davidson, they have an all electric motorcycle. It's called the Livewire. That's that's cool. <laughs> and th- with a with its supercharger, it goes from zero to full battery in an hour because <laughs> it doesn't have that yeah. big of a motor, and it has a sport mode. And it, I was actually uh, looking at some videos of it today. I was like, man, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, not eighteen thousand dollars cool, but yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I just heard uh, Joe Rogan was talking about Porsche having a new car come out that does a similar thing, like 80, 80% charge in an hour or something. Right. 
And they're also in that Porsche, uh, I think it's called e-tron or whatever it is. They were talking about that one beating the uh, the Tesla P100D on the Nurburgring. So there will be even some yeah, more competition well, going on because now you'll have to have the fastest electric car. But it, is it, I think the Porsche e-tron's like $900,000 and the Tesla's a hundred. Right. So, yeah. you know, there's a big difference there. Yeah, it's like $800,000 just to have the name Porsche on your uh, car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean... I get it, like, you have, I mean, I'm sure there are some other things in the car that make it more expensive, but yeah, I don't know, there's, I, because I was always like, why would someone spend $500,000 for a Lamborghini? <laughs> But you can get a pretty good Maserati for a hundred thousand dollars, right? Like, why? I don't get it. Like, what's the appeal? Because <laughs> when I open up that garage and I show my date, hey, look at that! I have an Aventador. <laughs> but people say the same thing about a Maserati. They're True. like, oh my god, True. a Maserati. Yeah. If you ever uh, looked at a uh, Quattroporte, I mean, that's. That's a that's a sexy car. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh yeah, it's I, pretty crazy, and the the prices of all this stuff will fall as the technology becomes more and more uh, readily available. So, unless the government decides to put a no whatever tax on it. <laughs> yeah, we do love the uh, the government fatwas uh, against things. Uh, boy. <laughs> Man, if there was just no government, how great would life be? <laughs> yeah. Gotta well, ask. I, I don't know. I mean, you can convince people. It seems like whatever you, whatever you bring up, you can convince people that the government does more harm than good. Yeah. Yeah. It, you can show them proof after proof fact after fact and they'll still they'll that's their, their default it's a it's a, a pretty big uh, mountain of brainwashing that we have to overcome tori <laughs> yeah they're like well what happens if people lose their jobs what will happen then oh no and i'm like i'm like well uh i don't know go on go fund me <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's the yeah. 21st century. I mean, if you need help, I mean, you can reach out and ask. I mean, uh, for me recently, you know, I am out of a job and uh, I had some bills that all came up at the same time and I needed help. And guess what? I went out to go find me. I got help. <laughs> it's, it's literally that easy. You know, and now yeah. I've got a list of names of people I'm going to pay back once I got a job. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy how. There's so many examples of people being charitable out there. Oh, yeah. And people's response to cutting programs is always, well, we can't cut programs. There are people that need those programs. (laughs) And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> you know, I, I, the example I always bring up is Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. When everyone was so worried about Planned Parenthood being defunded when Trump was elected. Yeah, they got their whole years of funding and donations. Right. Or the next day. Yeah, it was like pretty immediate after he got elected. Yeah, it didn't even take that long. <laughs> they got everything. PBS is the same way. I had no idea PBS was funded partially by the government yep. until they made a big stink about it. Yeah, and uh, if you go to HBO, you can watch Sesame Street for free. <laughs> because exactly. HBO donated their airtime. <laughs> I get it. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know. There's, I'm like, you can put all that shit on YouTube. And it's it's there already in several different languages. <laughs> right. Like, it, you don't need Sesame Street on PBS anymore. You could have Sesame Street everywhere. You could have different, you could have a thousand versions of Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, you know, the binary brains aren't going to aren't going to think about that too much. <laughs> Cuz there's yeah. always got to be a problem with it. All right, Tori. Well, uh Zoom is about to cut us off. So, I just wanted to to thank you for coming on. Everyone, go out there, listen to the Unuseful Idiots podcast. Uh catch it where all your uh podcatchers can get it. Is there any other plugs that you want to put out there, Tori? Uh Yeah, just uh, follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Minds. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash the unuseful idiots. And like Eric said, go to whatever podcatcher you listen to and give us a five star rating and a review because that's really how we get this thing grown. Yeah, exactly. Also coming on uh, other podcasts to uh, get new ears. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll follow uh, Maybe I'll do what you did. <laughs> Put a message out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool talking to you, Tori. Uh, have yourself a great night, man. We'll uh, see you around. Okay. All right. See you.